0: Upamada and its programs are supported by your generosity, and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at upamada.org. Thank you. Good
1: morning, everyone. This morning is the, is my last morning in the zendo for a while. I'll be packing over the next few days and leaving early Thursday morning, so I'm not going to give a formal Dharma talk. I'll refer you to last week's talk about coming and going. Um, But today I would love to hear from you and offer an opportunity to talk together about a few questions that have been on my mind and those on your mind. What I would like to do is take a couple of minutes just to reflect on these questions before we go into breakout groups. And I want to allow plenty of time for you to come back together as a whole group and raise any questions or concerns you have about this transition in our Sangha. So <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what the questions are, then we'll have about three minutes of reflection. Um, and then um, <clears throat> and then we'll um, uh, get into our breakout groups. And I think there's some way to broadcast these questions, right? Um, so. If I paste them in the chat, can you broadcast them? Uh, let's see.
0: Yes, that would be best if you could put them in the chat.
1: Okay, so here they are. Um, and, um, I'll put them in the chat to you. Uh, okay, so here are the questions we'll have, and then we'll have about three minutes of reflection and then we'll have the breakout groups. The breakout groups will be, each person will have, um, will have groups of four. Each person will have five minutes. So you have to sort of time yourselves. Uh, five minutes, and then uh, you'll have about 10 minutes for general discussion after that. So here are the questions. The first one is, what impact or influence has this Sangha had in your life so far? If you're brand new, you might talk about what you have observed or what drew you to Akamata. Second, what are your hopes for the future development of this community? And third, how do you see yourself participating in that evolution of the Sangha? What would you most love to be doing or learning or practicing? So, um, so those are the questions. Um, we'll put them where you can see them. Um, and then we'll, uh, So we'll have about three minutes and then we'll, uh, we'll break out into breakout groups. Of four. Each person will have five minutes, um, and the other members will listen carefully uh, and heartfully uh, for each person. All right. We have some time. If um, if you'd like to share anything that came up in your breakout groups, or anything that you heard that um, that was meaningful for you, I'm not sure I can. See. I think I can see everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So so just raise your hand if you if there's something you want to share and you can unmute yourself. Good morning, I'm Kathy. And uh, I'll go ahead and talk a little bit. On uh, questions two and three, uh, they blended a little bit together. And we all talked about the possibility of reaching out to children during this time. Uh And um, just knowing my own friends uh, and their grandchildren and what they're going through and the difficulty of going from school to Zoom to Zoom only and and not being with their friends, um, that it might be an ideal opportunity to teach meditation to children. Yeah, and and concentration practices, which are difficult, you know, for them. Yeah, certainly, and um, and meta practices, uh, so they can have some, Uh, compassion for themselves as well as for others, that would be good, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what such a program would look like, or how it would, how it would unfold, you know, how we could present it,
2: right,
1: but but certainly I know that there are folks in the Sangha who have been talking for a long time about a family program, and about working with kids, and I think that would be wonderful, Hmm. yeah, it's a natural kind of evolution of what we do, Start younger, so maybe they won't have as much pain as we had to go through. (laughs) And our stupidity, you know.
0: I know that I heard someone um, say, and I've heard this before, that one function that um, the Sangha has had is um, existing, like being present. Even if one is busy and has other commitments, knowing that it's there when um, one has the capacity to be there, wherever there is now, of course. Um, And I think the the change Um, that I invite all of us to practice with, not just today, but every day, um, is balancing that sense of wanting there to be this Sangha existing even when we can't um, participate, but also knowing that it is our very participation and presence that creates that for others, right? And so it's kind of like the hokey pokey where you've got one foot in and one foot out, but you have to keep putting, if you can't be a hundred percent in because of other commitments, um, they're always, you can't get too far out. You know, you can't play the hokey pokey like in a separate room or down the, down the street. You still have to stay in the circle, right? And so I think that's the challenge for all of us, but your, this change in your physical location and your role as it unfolds really calls forth us to engage in the hokey pokey, um, actively so that that presence that we value exists.
1: <laughs> That's very well put. Yeah. Oftentimes we think about in terms of our own uh, individual busyness or, you know, willingness or resistance or whatever, and we forget how much it means to others that we just show up and we just actually show up even if we feel like we have nothing to offer. um, It's it's so meaningful. And I can tell you from sitting in this Sendō day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade, the presence of each person makes a difference. The presence of each person changes the chemistry of the group and makes a contribution. So the person can be in a bad mood, not wanting to be there, being in a lot of physical pain, uh, struggling, not sure what they're doing. Their meditation practice, it really doesn't matter. It's the fact of their presence is a contribution, and that's what's so wonderful uh, for me about this practice path. It doesn't require you to be saintly or spiritual or in the right mood, or you know, you can you can support others and you can sit for others, no matter what kind of frame of mind you're in or what what kind of life circumstances you're in. So. That to me is a great offering. It's the great generosity of spirit that says, whether I care about it or don't care about it, or want to do it or don't want to do it, this is my offering for others. It's exactly the same thing that is being talked about in terms of wearing masks. You know, like it has nothing to do with your individual freedom. It has to do with your willingness to care for others. So, <clears throat> so when we think in that way, we know that we're sitting for others. Um, it makes a difference in our sitting. It's quite remarkable. You know, many times in the intensives, when I felt like falling apart, oh, I done someone, uh, oh, this is so painful. And so I, inside of my head is such a hideous nightmare. You know, I remember that I'm actually sitting for others. And I think, well, okay, as long as I'm, you know, not a blathering mess on the floor, I'm sitting still, I'm sitting upright, and I'm supporting others. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: um-
2: Joel. Chris. Oh, and um, Peg Chris also wanted to ask a question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first Chris and then Joel. Um in um uh, in uh, I, I was in a group with uh, Connie and Darcy, and all three of us expressed the desire to contribute more oh. to Sangha and, and uh-huh. we're all looking at ways that we can do that. Uh-huh. You know within the limits of our situations. Of course. Um, when, uh, when Flint moved, but you know, didn't leave, and now you're moving, but not leaving, um, That I, those were both points where I started to realize, okay, the Sangha is changing, and I have been absorbing, I've been receiving so much teaching and support. And that I've gotten, I've gotten, it's made me pretty self focused. And so, in that time, I've been much more aware of, these are the things I have to give. Now, how can I do that within the sangha? Uh We're all three thinking about that.
1: I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it may be that um, that's something that the, uh, either the entrusted teachers or the councils could gather people's intentions or aspirations, you know, what they would, what they'd love to do to be in, uh, more involved. Um, and then make some suggestions too. I mean, among other things, there'll be a time when this place is um, empty uh, after I leave, but before the movers move my stuff in January. So I'll leave uh, Thursday. And so one of the things people could do is come around and check on the place and um, make sure everything's okay and maybe sweep the leaves off the back and the, the entry. Um, and so just little things like that are, uh, are immense because we have to figure out how to do that, you know how to, how to sort of uh, uh, keep an eye on the place when I'm not here any, any longer to do that. So, and then at some point Uh, you know, someone will be inhabiting that little back house and that won't be quite such a necessary function. But in between, I know that there's a need for that. And there's always a need, um, I think, to reach out and connect with people who are either ill or struggling in certain ways or who are brand new. Um, I know there was something expressed in our group about uh, they would love to have newcomer instruction. that goes beyond orientation, you know, like we used to do in practice, Periods, and we will do again um, starting in march where the head students offer a th- little three class series but it might be done as a, a morning workshop and then an afternoon of sitting in a one day sitting kind of format so I mean, a little introduction the evening before and then a morning of uh, in, you know sort of uh, introduction to forms and to, to Zen practice and then an afternoon of sitting after lunch so so that might be something that could give a little introduction for folks. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a number of things. And I think maybe one of the things the um, board and councils and teachers might do is, uh, is send out a list of uh, a sort of wish list of things, that ways that people can help out and support things here.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. But so much support is provided when people just show up. Um, I think it's so gratifying um, to see your faces and to see your presence here. Yeah. So thanks so much, Chris, for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know this is a heartfelt aspiration for folks. So Joel, you had something you wanted to. You're muted, though. Mm, There we
3: go. go. Uh, Just back to the point that you were talking about that you that you made in talking about participation, which we also discussed in our in our group. I was with Olivia and uh, Dawn and Elizabeth and Anne Heinen. Uh, I I wanted to add that, you know, you were talking about how it is that you can come to realize that you that your presence helps others. Uh, And that's that sure is true on Zoom as well as in person, although. In person, it's really great. Uh, but I, I want to say that I recently read something that I found helpful to me as someone who's been um, uh, a chronic procrastinator since I was at least in first grade, uh, which is that if you remember that you're doing something for your future self, that that, that can help uh, uh, help you get over the hurdle of, you know, oh, man, it's it's almost time to get up and sit in the morning. I don't, I, I really want to just pull the covers up. It's like, well, how about if you do that for your future self? Oh yeah, and oh, and you would be helping other people too. You know, that, that I found that very helpful. And I, I, I just wanted to throw that in, thank you. Yeah, I think
1: Connie had her hand raised. That was a really good point, Joel. Planting the seeds of a future self.
4: Yeah, and um... The other thing that came up in our little group with Chris and Darcy was um, an, an unknowingness of what the difference between a council and a board was uh, and uh, how one might communicate with them. OK, that's, that's a perfect question.
1: So the board is a classic um, administrative board. They handle financial matters, legal matters, insurance, Our um, uh, policies, such as, um, you know, our, our um, ethics policy and making sure that uh, we have bylaws and, and all of that. And the councils do programmatic work. So they are involved in the creation of programs and they uh, are a kind of brain trust and also their peer support for people who have, are experienced in practice. Uh, they also um, are training. Uh, in um, a little bit more, um, I'd say, um, programmatic kinds of ways. Uh, So, and they help us in various areas of responsibilities. They have responsibilities. One council has responsibility for the outside and for making sure that um, everything is taken care of outdoors, the gardens and the outside of the building. One council has responsibility for the indoors, um, things like paper towel and toilet paper and things like that. Um, making sure that the uh, the, everything's functional inside Um, and then we have a council that has been handling scheduling and calendaring so you probably notice you get a lot of reminders and uh, calendar agenda things Um, things have to be put on a calendar calendaring is a full-time function for most organizations just getting a coordinated calendar which we're really fortunate in so uh, so there's that, you know, and so, and there's one council that's a coordinating council. That's the, That was council one, our teacher's council now, <clears throat> and they coordinate things like intensives and uh, work days and things like that, that involve multiple councils. So The councils have programmatic responsibilities. I also use them as a brain trust. Whenever I have a question about how to go forward with something or should we have this program or um, make this change, uh, I always... about it with the councils so that we can process it together and we get more perspectives that way both from people who are you know way more experienced in practice and people who are newer in practice so they're generational the councils are numbered one two three four so that uh, they know that they have older siblings and younger siblings right Uh, so they also have responsibilities for each other and for helping support each other Uh, so they help make things run here I could not possibly do what's happening here without the support of the councils. There's just no way it could happen. So, um, so it's, a, it's the councils serve many, many functions. And on the website, if you look under groups and you click on councils, there's a full description of what councils are and what they do, and also how they get formed. So there will be formation of new councils so is dependent on a pool of five or six or seven people who are at similar levels of development in their practice path, and who have a desire for more training, and most importantly, who want to support the community. So um, so partly what people can do is express an aspiration to be part of a new council as it gets formed up, if that's their intention. You can see whether that's of interest to you. There's also an explanation of the board and the board functions on the website. And then if you look under people, those um, those groups are delineated and you can contact them individually or you can co- contact the board or, or council. Um, so uh, you can count the, contact them directly through the website. So they'll get an email message from you if you contact them through the website. I hope that helps clarify that. Um,
4: we have a really, really amazing website. And one of the things that I noted was uh, the way that Appamata manages to operate technologically and organizationally and so reliably uh, has really influenced how I try and live my life during the epidemic. So I am really grateful to you all for all that. That's good. Yeah, wow.
1: That's good. Yeah. yeah. if you have questions about any of these things, by all means, ask and know that there's, um, there's probably some material on the website about each of these things. And we keep trying to put things up that are informative for people. Um, yeah, so so if that question should occur to you at four o'clock in the morning, you can immediately find an answer. You'd have to wait.
4: <laughs> not me, I'm not up at four.
1: <laughs> wow, <Well>, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I hope, if and if, if there are things you have questions about that are not on the website, please let me know. It's as comprehensive as I know how to make it. I'm using it as a kind of um, complete archive of what we uh, offer and have offered. So there's still some uh, older classes that we haven't, I haven't had a chance to put pages up for, but the, four, the 11 foundations classes are there. So anyone wants to know more about how we practice here, those foundations classes are helpful. There's materials, there's handouts, there's probably more than anybody could ever want or need. We have 16, over 1660 uh, SoundCloud recordings uh, of Dharma talks and tenses classes. So you can work your way through that, it should take you a little
0: while. Yeah. Peg, I have a question. Yeah. Um, are we having the retreat this uh, winter? I don't remember who was January or February. Yeah. That- yes, there's a short retreat in January and a
1: week long retreat in March. Um, so. Uh, Joel and Lori are leading the January intensive and uh, Flint and I are leading the March intensive.
0: Can you tell me what the March date is?
1: Uh, it should be on the calendar. Oh, okay. And I don't have a calendar right in front of me, so. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's in early, March. I think it's early March, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so those things are probably on the calendar now. I don't know for sure, but yeah. we Partly because we, we reconfigured the January intensive, which used to be and will be, again, our residential intensive, uh, our one-week residential intensive. But things are a bit different now. So uh, yeah, so OK. Um, all right, Joel.
3: I put something in chat, but I, I just wanted to uh, add it. Uh, Anne asked me if I would say it out loud too. Um, that a lot of people, I I, I echo Connie's uh, uh, appreciation for the website and how comprehensive it is, how easy to navigate, uh, and 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 but mostly, just it is obviously the fruit of so much work uh, to keep things both simple and comprehensive Uh, and I, but I particularly wanna note, um, (laughs) I particularly wanna note the um, work that Kim is doing that he's putting things on SoundCloud. He is making sure that everybody gets trained so that they can um, help facilitate uh, sittings and and so on. And um, he does a huge amount of work with the calendar and I I just, uh, Kim is, uh, done so much, and I want to say it. I, I'm, I chuckled before because Christoph put in the chat, "Kim,
4: 2024."
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kim. So that's yeah, I, as we're moving
4: the calendar over to Council Four. I've been going through the entire thing and trying to make it right. But if you see anything that's that's not right. Please let me know, or well, and I'll refer to whoever is is responsible for it. Any little mistake that you see, any little typo, any little misspelling, anything that doesn't work, but please don't feel like uh, it's going to be taken in the wrong way or if it's taken in the wrong way, that's my problem or someone else's, you know but but please uh, let us know because um as I went through every item I found. Just little things that needed to be changed.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the many, most, ma- many, most, many
4: things. Okay.
1: The, the most important thing that, uh, that Kim has done is made sure that there, there are links for every event to the Zoom um, connection for that event. And that is huge. You know that you only have to go one place to find where do you connect to this event. And it's the same place that you find the event. So this is non-trivial because typically, these links are sent out in email. And you know the tsunami of email. And you hardly can. You have to find it later. And where is that link? And uh, and so to have it on the calendar is just an immense gift. So yeah, we're super grateful for that. Anyway, I think we have to stop. Um, one more thing, Rosemary. You're muted.
2: Yeah, if, if anybody wants to save everything that's in chat if you don't know you can just go over there and click on the thing that says file and the three dots and then. Um, and it'll save into your um, you know one of your documents there'll be a zoom uh, file in there, so if you just uh, go over to that file and the three dots and click on save chat, then you have it in uh, there'll be a zoom folder in your documents.
0: Great. Thanks for that tip. That includes private chats too. Ah.
4: And we question. should announce the 12 o'clock meeting.
1: Yeah, 12 o'clock we're gonna do a little, I don't know, some kind of celebration. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm looking forward to that with everyone. So, yeah, so let's, let's um, stop for now so I can do, I'll do service. Um, but I just wanna say just a couple of things first. I wanna say what a great privilege it is for me to witness the growth and maturing of this sangha. It's not a huge mega church. It started as a tiny city group, and yet it's flowered even in distant places, in Madison, in the UK, in Switzerland, in Dallas. It's held together not by dogma or doctrine or institutional hierarchies, but by the warmth of our connection and mutual support for each person and for our shared spiritual path. It's so much better to be walking that path together, don't you think? You've generously shared your lives and spiritual journey with me and with each other, and this has woven the fabric of indestructible care. The wisdom and compassion of Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha are three treasures. These three treasures have continued to nourish Sanghas just like our own for over 2,500 years, as I've often mentioned under all conditions. There's a basic sanity there, as Jovo says, and most of the kinks have been worked out in the evolution of this spiritual path. These teachings have continued to illuminate our lives, even though our technologies and social evolution have utterly changed our whole experience of the world since 500 BC. So please continue your sincere practice and please continue to support and care for each other. We have some months of pandemic ahead. We have a few months of political distress ahead. And we have many other challenges ahead, but our practice and our community can sustain us and keep our minds productively on our actual path. Please do not be disheartened or anxious about the future. Just pay attention to present moment experience and plant the seeds of kindness and wisdom right here and right now. This is how we grow a verdant spiritual community and an enduring practice that serves as a light in the world. But please keep me in your hearts and minds as I make this journey Thursday and Friday and through the quarantine after. There are plenty of risks on the way. But I'm looking forward to being reunited with my family and to connecting again with the Sangha once I get settled there. Please also continue your steadfast practice and great care for each other, continuing the care and wisdom we share with our Sangha. Please continue also your generous financial support for the Sangha, which helps us sustain and grow our community, so I will be relocated, but I will not be gone. So please feel free to email me or text me. My response time may be delayed as I deal with the details of the move, but I'll do my best to respond as soon as I can. Now right now, I'm hurling things into boxes, just like in my Navy brat days. So another big shift, and um, and I will. I will hold all of you in my hearts as I go. So, so I'm going to do service. So I'm coming to the end of our time
0: here. I want you to have time to get a bite, you need to. <coughs>
1: <clears> Thank <throat> you. in offering incense, observing silence, and discussing our hopes for the future of our community, we extend compassionate care to Ben, and Susan, and Elliot, Nora, family, Flint and, Aaron, and all those suffering from this pandemic. And all those who are gravely ill, Lacking basic necessities or suffering violence in the world in thought, word, or deed, may they be serene through all their suffering, and may they, together with all beings, realize the awakened way. Compassion's way. Caught in the self centered dream, only suffering. in a summer cloud, a flickering lamp, a phantom, and a dream, so is this fleeting world. Let us be respectfully reminded, life and death are of supreme importance. Time swiftly passes by, and with it our only chance. Each of us should strive to awaken, be aware, do not squander our life.